Hello and welcome back. We're going to start the show today by snacking on popcorn and a very nice, cool melon and mint smoothie. Mark and I are also going to talk about tales from the farmer's market. Mark's going to share poetry. And then we're going to go into Paranormal Corner, everything you need to know about ghost sex. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Because everybody needs oh to know. Oh my gosh! I don't. I was not expecting that. All right, hold on. Let me start the show again. Okay. I'm ready. When and you're... welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark, and I'm Jana. Ghost sex. Yes, sir. Stick around, folks. That's going to be our final segment you for the show. Know. So you, now, wow, that is that is front loading a show with a, <laughs> a great tease. Because I'm I'm sticking around for the final part of the show now. You're all ears. <laughs> All right, well, let's start some, with some uh, vittles. All right, what do you have for us today? I, I, I saw a post from somebody on Instagram, and she had posted a melon and basil smoothie. I don't have basil, so I used mint, and I know that mint and melon have been used before. So I know it doesn't look like a melon color because one of the things that you mix it, blend it with is orange juice. So you've got the um, honeydew melon color, which makes it lighter than the normal orange juice color. All right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's honeydew and orange juice and mint. But I didn't want it to be really strong mint flavor. And so I didn't add that much of it. Oh, and ice, ice cubes. Crushed, you crushed the ice. Okay, in well, I'm trying to take a picture here. So describe something else. Okay. <laughs> and the popcorn is, not, it, so you'll notice that I have three different bowls, two smaller ones, then one large bowl. It's because this popcorn is special. Okay, well, we have also the, uh, the reason I was taking a picture is the, the straw. straw. We have these reusable straws that look like a vein was pulled out of someone's, uh, like an artery or something like that. Oh. A vein was pulled out of an artery. I wonder if anyone's ever done that. But <laughs> anyway, it, it just cracks me up and it's like, uh, oh dear. well, anyway. That's so, good, though. All right, so you, so you said it's good. It's very refreshing. I that's really like your glasses that you have. That's Thank a, you. That's very... Uh, you're always so good at getting a nice little presentation Thanks. for our show. And it's here. it's a gift from my brother and um he's sent me pictures before of the the witch at McMinimins or whatever she is, the Ruby Ale witch. Wow, she's a this redhead. Is... So you taste a little bit of the mint, right? Uh, I taste a lot of the mint. I was gonna say it might have a little too much mint for me, but uh I like it. It's only two leaves, two small leaves. I can also taste the uh the melon. You the say this OJ? is honeydew? It's honeydew. Yep. Frozen honeydew. Uh, half a, uh, about <laughs> half a cup of orange juice. This, this oh, vein of a straw is just like, it's a little droopy. It's plastic. I was, I was, I was going to try to stir this up and it just doesn't seem to do it that way. <laughs> so let me tell you about the popcorn. Oh, okay. Now I, I can tell you, I can tell you something about the popcorn as you brought it in. Okay. That, uh. This is standard popcorn. Mm -hmm. This is mushroom popcorn. No. What? No. That's mushroom popcorn. No, no, no. Oh, oh, you mean the type of popcorn? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like you know truffle flavor. Oh, like flavor? No, no. I'm like I gotcha. can tell. No, you can. Yeah, you can definitely tell. And that yeah. that looks like a mixture of both. It is a mixture of both. See, I, 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 yeah, I'm, a he knows his I'm a popcorn. I'm a popcorn aficionado. Yes. I buy the mushroom popcorn mm -hmm. by the fifty pound bag. Yep. 
So So what I did is we have two different bags of Trader Joe's popcorn. One is movie theater butter, which is the one closest to you. Hmm. It's lighter colored. The other one is more yellow. The one that Mark says is mushroom popcorn. This one is dill pickle popcorn. And, and okay, so this movie theater popcorn, that's what mm-hmm. this is here. Which you would think Joe's. would look buttery. Right. And it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I haven't tried so it. This so this is just out of a dry bag. This yeah. isn't yeah. microwave. Right. Correct. Okay. Both of them. So it's not, they're not hot. And so what I thought is I got both and I thought, okay, we'll try each one individually. And then I'm going to put some in a bowl to where when you grab a handful, you get both. You get the butter and the dill. Okay. The movie theater popcorn. I just took a handful of that. Okay. And, and it is, uh, it's lightweight movie theater popcorn. It does not have the, uh, uh, what do they call it, the butter flavoring in movie theaters. Now, by the way, let me just say that I have not bought popcorn in movie theater since uh, uh, One Bad Girlfriend many, many yeah, moons ago. it's been a ago long time for me, too. Because I have my own home theater, and I put mm-hmm. a stick of butter on an entire bowl, so... And, it's and not, I, I just it, yeah. I just don't like buying movie theater popcorn. It's too expensive. I think it used to be better than it is now. Or it's, my taste it's too, buds it's have too I'm too evolved. I'm too cheap to pay that kind of money when I have a 50-pound bag of popcorn at home. <laughs> so try the dill. A popcorn seeds, I should say. Uh, it's, it smells like dill. Okay, well, this dill is... it's This is certainly oh. mushroom mm. popcorn. So oh, me, wow. Oh, it does smell like dill. It's interesting because you see no dill, but... By yump and yiminy, that tastes like dill. Yeah, it does. Wow. It's almost like a pickle popcorn. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How do they do that? I don't know. It must be a... I mean, it doesn't even look discolored. No, like you would expect dill to maybe have a greenish... No dried dill. Or so, a yellowish tint. Well, so I guess I've, it's a little yellow. I've taken a, a handful. See, now that now that we know that the uh, the movie theater popcorn doesn't have a strong butter flavor... Right. I don't know that it's going to make that big a difference. It right, your mixture tasting like dill. Your mixture is probably yeah. The dill is going to be a little too strong, I think, and overpower the light movie theater bop, popcorn butter of. Uh, what do you think? So this is the mixture that Jana's taking a, a little little uh, taste. It's, from. it's basically dill popcorn. Yeah, yeah, I mean you can, depending on where the regular popcorn lands. I mean you can tell it's different, but I mean the two blended together. Nothing wrong with it. Maybe I'll have to find some cheddar popcorn, and next time we'll try the dill and cheddar. Oh, cheddar, yeah. Mm. I've done that. I've actually put, you know, the cheddar powder on popcorn, actually. No, it would be too salty. I just grabbed the tahini bottle, you guys. (laughs) But that would be too salty, because it's already, they're both already. So this is straight, because this, now this is interesting to me, because this is stuff that I would never buy, because, like I say, I pop my own popcorn. I Mm -hmm. like freshly popped popcorn, the sound of it popping in the big pot that I have, and the smell and everything. Yeah. And I've had his popcorn, you guys. It's really good. And this is, but this, yeah, this movie theater popcorn. You know what? There's nothing wrong with it. It's got fine flavor. Doesn't it's not um, uh, stale. No, it's got not nice at all. crunch. It does have a nice crunch. But it's just salted popcorn. And it's not warm. No, well, no, it's not warm. But I do like the dill popcorn. That is a different flavor for sure that I I have not had mm-hmm. on popcorn before. It's totally dill. And I'm going to be wondering now, you know what? I have the bag, not here. I'll have to read it and see if it says something like dill powder. I would think so, yeah, because it certainly doesn't look... It does look a little yellow compared to the other one. Yes, it does. But it's interesting that they would make that out of mushroom popcorn. I wonder if that says anything on the bag that it's mushroom popcorn. And by the way, for those that don't know, there is a big difference between regular popcorn and mushroom popcorn. 
Mushroom popcorn is called that because it makes a shape of, so regular popcorn, you pop it, and it kind of looks like an open monkey hand or something like that, you know, the way it pops out, kind of like fingers uh, on the under, well, no, so I'm trying to pull some out to look, that's how I see <laughs> Every it. Every one of them is different. <laughs> but uh, mushroom like popcorn, clouds. mushroom popcorn looks like a mushroom cloud. It actually looks, I mean, it's, it's, that's why it's called Or a head of cauliflower. And I'm not sure what type of popcorn that is. I've tried to grow it before by planting seeds, but it didn't actually produce very well. Uh, I have a problem with (laughs) growing corn at my house right now, but it looks, and it's also very round. The mushroom popcorn is very round. And the reason it's like that, or, you know, they're obviously it's made to be like that, but they use that whenever you go to a. A street fair or something like that, and they have the kettle corn, that's mushroom popcorn. Okay. Because it's round, and it won't break up as much as the other popcorn mm-hmm. when they put it in the kettle, and they stir it, it around and shake it around. And uh, anyway, so that's what that is. what that is. That's uh, mushroom popcorn. And I actually drive all the way down to Long Beach to go to a supplier and buy a 50-pound bag nearly every year. That's dedication. Well, since it's still the summer months here, having an icy cold fruity minty smoothie yeah see to me the mint doesn't seem well i mean i do notice it so yeah. i don't know I do. it, it's, it's a little strong for me okay oh well have but some, i'm still drinking dill the, with your mint. i'm still drinking oh my gosh that's <laughs> <laughs> where we snacking on the dill and lightly buttered popcorn so i think i mentioned that the gal used basil right i i'm glad I, you didn't use that uh, yes i mean i just figured well i've got mint and I'm not going to go to the store and get basil just for for this. Right. And so I don't know, basil and mint, both for me, and it sounds like you, if it's too much, it's that's what I taste, yeah. and I don't get to taste all the other flavors. So I had basil the other day. I, I uh, pulled the leaf off my basil plant, put it in my mouth, and chewed it a little bit, because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? While I'm out here in the garden, let me, uh, let me just taste it a little bit and see if that's something that... And you know what? It was just too... Basil has... It's, it's strong. It was strong. It was too much. I was like, what did like I those just do? Spring rolls. And when they, they people build spring rolls, they just plop some basil leaves and you're mowing along on that spring roll. And hmm. then all of a sudden there's the basil. I don't, I don't even recall that it's on like, a spring roll. It's like building um, wow. burritos too. You know how uh, some burritos have sour cream? Right. Spread it out. You don't put a plop <laughs> at the end or right in the center. You got to spread you. that yeah. out. I'm with you. All I right. like spreading things out. <laughs> okay. And on that note. <laughs> well, speaking of outdoor events and yes, places where you get kettle corn. And, yeah. Although it's funny because what we're going to talk about, but there was no kettle corn at any of the places we went. And if there was, I would have bought it. Oh, wait, wait. Was there at one place? Oh, there- you know what? There may have been. Darn it. So anyways, one what, place. what we're talking about is We've uh, been to a few, farmer's markets. Yep. And lately, Jana decided that it was going to be a good idea to uh, go around to different farmer's markets mm-hmm. and check things out. And for those of you that aren't in this country, I'd, you may call it something different, but a farmer's market is like an open air market where you go and look at the, fro- the produce and some of them have meat. Some of them are selling um, prepared food. Right. Uh, sometimes there are crafts that you can purchase. You know, maybe somebody that uh, does uh, knitting or sews aprons or whatever. Right. Not all of them have that. Well, the thing is, so these farmers markets here mm-hmm. in Southern California, they're a temporary thing. 
And they're plentiful, I mean, by the I've way. Been, I've been to Egypt, for instance, mm-hmm. where it was like a farmer's market outside in the streets yeah. all the time. It wasn't, mm-hmm. but this is a thing where they have it. It's a temporary thing. Usually, well, I would say they have, to, almost, they have to set up. Yeah, I would almost say usually on weekends, but some of them have them midweek they as sure well. They do, yep. And they have them in the parking lot of a church, of a big store, mm-hmm. uh, uh, up and down a downtown a area. They'll they'll block off a couple of streets, yep. and, uh, and and it's a temporary thing. People come in, they come in early, they set up their stuff, set up all their booths, and uh, by the uh, uh, mid-afternoon, uh, they start wrapping it up, and it's done, and it's gone, and it's back to whatever it was before. Yeah, yep. These people sometimes come from, gosh, probably a 30-minute, maybe an hour drive to wherever it is that they are setting up for that day. And so right. I've been on a hunt for a little while uh, with, first of all, I want I wanted to know if it's worth it because you might pay more than you would in a grocery store or you might not to go to one of do. these. Um, I, I don't think I've ever paid less at a farmer's market than at a grocery store. Okay. So is it is it better? Are you getting better produce? And is it worth it, worth it? Or if you're paying more, does it taste better? And I also wanted to know, how far do I have to travel to get some variety? And um, not only uh, variety, but more to look at. So variety in that, you know, would there be things that I can't get here locally? Right. And certainly in a grocery store. And I already knew that that would be the case. And it was. Um, And so... Mark and myself and my sister first went to uh, one of the, I mean, I guess you'd call it a beach town. We were fairly close. So we went to Irvine. Um, And so just right here in Southern California, went down to Irvine in Orange County. Yeah. And um, this did not disappoint. It was a big place. It was, there's a huge mega church down there Mm -hmm. that has all this property and they had it set up in the parking lot. Now this was not a small parking lot. No, it wasn't. This was like the parking lot to a convention center Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it was beautiful. All the stuff, all the fruit and uh, it was great. Yep. You had uh, vendors on going down all the way down one side of this portion of this parking lot, vendors on either side. Uh, which would be the parking places, and then the center would be where you'd be driving. And then it turned over into an L, and then you had more vendors going down the next part on the, the L. Um, some more different vendors, but also that side seemed to be where the people that were selling the prepared foods right. were more on the, right. that, the they, L, yeah, the bottom will, of the yeah, L. They will have, they will have uh, some booths there where people are cooking stuff, you know, lunch or whatever you want mm-hmm. there. Uh, but the other, a lot of the other stuff is people coming from various farms in the area. Yeah, and 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 some of the displays are just fantastic, the colors and the the Vibrant. bunches and the stuff. And I tell you, one of the things that uh, you know, you walk by and everyone wants to chit chat with you because they want you to stop at their booth and mm-hmm, shop around. Mm-hmm. And they go, "How are you doing today?" And I'm I'm always very honest with them. I said, "I love and hate coming to these because as a gardener." I'm looking at these things. I'm like, look how look how great this stuff looks compared to what I'm pulling out of my garden. It's so disappointing. I'm like, I why don't I even try? Look at this beautiful stuff. But it it truly is. There's some of them give stuff. you some tips. No, I oh, don't. No, okay. you know what? They don't like to talk about the tips because I've asked before, so that's why I didn't ask this, because they don't want you to take sure. your business home. Yeah. <laughs> how do I grow stuff so I don't have to pay and buy stuff from you anymore? 
Right. Well, some of the people, uh, some of the vendors that were there came all the way from our town. Yeah, that was so funny. We drive an hour away to go to a really big place and about uh, five, you know, about a handful of the places Mm -hmm. were actually from the city we live in. That was pretty funny. Yes. And so one of the things that we, so first of all, with this first one, it is a, um, an area of Southern California where there's, um, it's known to, wouldn't you say, more money? Yes, definitely. And it showed. And it's one of the safest towns around, by the way, Irvine is. It's, it, it, it was great. It was great clientele overall, great vendors and a lot of variety. Uh, Mark and my sister and I uh, tried a few of the different, um, prepared foods, foods that people were preparing there. What am I trying to say? Vendors that were preparing food. Right. We tried something. What was it? It was Brazilian? Oh, man. Bolivian. Bolivian meat pies. Yes. Yes. And it was good. Hot. Oh, man, that was hot. And And a little bit messy. Very juicy, (laughs) but in a good way. Right. Um, And then also they had, you know, some some of the, what's it called? Fruit water? Agua Fresca. Yeah. Uh, shoot, you know what? I didn't take pictures of all that stuff, but either. there was there was various fruit water type of things. Uh, I think I got a kombucha from one of the places. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and look, it's not cheap, and no. I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. That's another reason mm-hmm. why I don't like going to these, but I love going to these. Yeah. Because it it forces me to go out in the world and and try new things, but. It's it's pretty spendy to buy these things. Yeah, uh, out not there. as expensive. Again, for those of you in Southern California and probably other states, you have this too. Yeah, you know how you have your country fairs, and right. like they'll have deep fried everything on a stick, and it's right. like twenty dollars for a piece of banana fried with bacon on a stick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not quite as expensive as a fair, but well, some of them are. <laughs> okay, well I've but, looked at the wrong. But the thing, thing. is, is that you know what, honestly. One of the things is because of the pandemic. That, Coronavirus! Thank you, Cardi. Uh, that I am actually spending more money out at things like this than I did before because I want to help the people that are trying to recover from mm-hmm. back when we were all shut down yeah. and we weren't going out to these things. Yeah. We didn't have them for a long time here in Southern California. So, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a fun thing to do. It to is. go out there. I mean, it was a beautiful day. It was a little warm. You know, the summer it here was. in Southern it was, it California. It was a very humid day. But uh, it, it was great. In fact, I spent a lot of money at one place. I spent $14 for a pound of ground yak. Now, do you ground have that yak. in your grocery store? Now, I imagine we may have some you know, listeners in other countries that yak might be something that's uh, a regular... Yeah, ain't no know, thing. But for us, that sounded so exotic to me. So mm-hmm. I got a pound of ground yak and uh, took that home, uh, made four patties out of it. And you know what? It tasted like... It, it didn't... I, I wasn't... I didn't know what to expect. I thought it might taste gamey or something like that. It just tasted like really good ground beef. It wasn't like uh, sirloin or anything like that. It just tasted like, yeah. I mean, it was good. Don't yep. get me wrong. I'm not, when I say eh, I don't mean. But it wasn't it was, exotic. But it, right. It did not taste as exotic as the $14 a pound that it was. Right. <laughs> well, so we did this. We had a great time. Great company. We just had a great time. And, oh, by the way, there was a woman there selling hats, and it didn't take but a minute for my sister and I to realize that this sun was, like, right upon <laughs> us. So we went to the hat lady, and we bought a hat. We got there early, 
Thank goodness we did because she does some thriving hat business. Yeah, yeah. that was the place to be for selling hats. <laughs> if you if you want to figure out how to get your foot in the door at one of these farmers markets, sell some hats. <laughs> Especially here in Southern California. You could ID the people that were walking around that bought their hat from her yeah, because we yeah, all kind of looked funny. the same. Of course, as a bald guy, I bring a hat with me wherever I go, so that wasn't an issue for me. That's true. Mark's used to that. So then we decided the very next weekend, we went to the locals, the local farmer's market in our town. Right. And um, while it was nice and the vendors were nice, it was nothing compared to Irvine. It was so much smaller and it did have nice vendors and things like that. Sure. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. local people for the most part. And, and we do. We have local farms just down the street here from the yeah. studio here. There's uh, an area that they grow stuff right there in the field and, mm-hmm. and also have a sales uh, kiosk there where they sell yes. the stuff. But uh, it was neat to go, be able to go to downtown and uh, see what they had. But it was very minimal compared to the giant one that we had been to in Irvine. Yeah, probably the perk to to that one is if you had visitors, maybe you'd have fun walking around the area because it's down by the Mission Inn, which is um, definitely a place that if you're not from around here. It's a historical landmark here mm-hmm. in Southern California, and it's uh, wonderfully beautiful, and it's probably the thing that brings more tourism to our town than anything else. Yes, and if you don't want to eat, what li- there was not that much that was being offered as far as food that was being prepared there. But there are restaurants all around you, right? Out b- in, back independent, behind independent restaurants all yes. up and down. Yeah. yeah, and so which which more than likely, it's a win win for everybody. That might be one of the perks of um, the farmers market there. So I don't know if there's a better time of year. Uh, the vendors that we spoke to when we went to L.A., which is next on the list, did say um, mentioned that they agreed that this one in Riverside because they've worked the Riverside Farmers Market. They said that that one you know leaves a lot to be desired. Right. So no hate, just be nice. If maybe it gets a little bit bigger and everything that was there, I can't think of anything that was unexpected. No, it was it was neat. It, the, the the thing is, is there's this new trend here in Southern California. I don't know if it's spread across the United States or if you you guys are doing it over there in Europe or any of the other countries, South America or anything. But it's called uh, microgreens, microgreens, yes. mm-hmm. and basically what it is is it's it's sprouts, baby sprouts. It's yep. baby sprouts from uh, uh, all kinds of from things. radishes, broccoli, and broccoli, and, mm-hmm. and that that was the two main ones that I saw. And it was like, what people are eating broccoli sprouts and radish sprouts? Usually, I just I pull them out when I thin my radishes or my broccoli and just you know put them in my compost bin. I never thought of eating them, but here are people actually cutting using scissors they have these these trays of them like you would have a tray of of uh, grass that you're going to plant they look like yeah they like look that. like a start of something that you're right. going to take home and start starter trays and then they will actually take scissors and cut them off i don't know if they were selling them by the pound by the bundle by the i don't know what because i, I mean i talked to the one gal just asking questions about what they were and everything but I certainly wasn't going to buy something that i can grow in my own yard that i do grow in my own yard so anyway I've served... Uh, that was new to me, microgreens. I've that served something here to you before. It was uh, when we had our friend Chor on uh-huh. with the avocado toast. We had microgreens on top of that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What kind of microgreens were they? I don't remember. I have to think about that. Catnip? I'll let you know. No. <laughs> no, I think... You know what? No, it was broccoli microgreens. Oh, interesting. I did it more for just that finishing little little touch extra of something. pretty yeah just a little 
on the top because <laughs> that's how I am. I wanted to be a little fancy. So after we did our local thing, the next week, didn't we? We did this three weekends in a row, didn't we? We did. Yep. So where do we go on our, our third trip? We went to the Hollywood Farmer's Market. Right. I, I have to say that, again, I've mentioned Instagram a few times, a few shows now. There's somebody I follow on Instagram, and she goes just about every single Sunday to the Hollywood Farmer's Market. And she gets some produce that some of the time I'm not even sure what the heck it is. So it's great because she tells you, you know, oh, and this is, you know, ramps and this is how you use ramps and they're delicious. And this is this type of mushroom. And they're anyway, I see these things and I'm and I'm like, I don't I don't I've never seen this. It's not in my grocery store. How do I get this? Well, having gone to Riverside and Irvine, I knew that I wasn't going to get them there. So I was hoping that Hollywood Farmers Market might even be more plentiful. Right. It did not disappoint at all. No, it was great. A uh, little bit more of a drive than Irvine. Um, to me, it's worth it. I mean, I wouldn't go every Sunday, but I certainly would like to go again maybe in the fall just because it'll be totally different. It not was totally, nice. But... It was right right off of uh, uh, Sunset. And uh, so we actually got to see some of the stars on the Walk of Fame, on we the Hollywood did. Walk of Fame yep. that's at Hollywood and Sunset and stuff. And it's right there. And, and it's between and two. homeless people. It's be- Yeah, we saw plenty of <laughs> homeless encampments. Oh, it was terrible to see that. Yeah. It's right uh, by the Pantages, too. We're very close to it. And, and, it, and we had, uh, it, was bet- it was right on a street. You know, they had closed down some streets between some tall buildings. So there was a lot of shade. Now, Which we went great. early. Yes. Uh, Starts it was at eight. Going to be another hot day in Southern California, but mm-hmm. uh, it was great to have that much shade. It was, and uh, you know, it starts off with all the fruits and vegetables and mm-hmm. stuff, just like yep. we'd seen other places. But there were still some unique things, and a lot of plants. By the way, we didn't mention that there are plants. Oh, right. And most people usually, you've got at least one booth that is selling the local honey. So that's a good thing about the Riverside one because. If you believe that your local honey helps with allergies, right, that's right. the whole point is have something that's local, local because, right. yes. Yeah, right. so each of these different places usually have honey. And also some um, uh, fruity drinks, not the not the fruit water that I was talking about, but, right. but like a fruit smoothie, something right. that's supposed to be like extra great for you. It might have kombucha or whatever, but... Um, Anyway, so you were going to say something about... Well, no, I was just talking about the... the so I have some pictures of the variety of stuff that we uh, saw there, and we, we got some of it. Uh, one of them, and now I can't think of what the name was, but it said Western Hole, mm-hmm. one word, Western H-O-L-E, avocados. Yes. And it says on the, uh, on the sign, it said edible skin, taste peppery and semi-sweet. Perfect chopped for a chunky guacamole. Also amazing blended whole, removing the pit for high vitamin and good fat smoothie. Now you got some of these. Did you, have you eaten one of those yet? I did. I tried it. And yep. what did you think? I liked it. Um, I have accidentally eaten a little bit of avocado skin before just because, you know, I, there was some right. I mean, guacamole and I find that it's already, it's peppery. So I don't know that I'd say that it was any different except that it wasn't like horny toad skin, like a normal avocado. Right. Uh, I thought that it was slightly nutty at first. It was like, is there something wrong with it? Well, I knew I didn't think that there'd be anything wrong with it. And then the avocado flavor came in. And so I, I liked it. Interesting. Because on my avocado group, I'm a member of a Facebook group of Southern California backyard avocado growers. Uh, they corrected that it's not the Western Hole, but I can't remember what the Mexicola. name of it was. 
No, no, it was something else. It was Western something. Oh. In fact, I think it was a guy's name because it's named after some guy or something okay. like that. Well, it's anyway, also known as a Mexicola. Uh, no, no, Mexicola is different than this one. Okay, well, they, all right, well, they look the same. Right, yeah. yeah. But a lot of people said that they were very bland. So that's strange that you said that. And they said that it wasn't popular because it was very bland. Okay, avocados are kind of bland. Uh, I don't know. No, the ones but off of my are. tree were pretty fantastic, I must say. Uh, to me, avocado say. is more about what you put with it and texture. I, I mean, they do have some flavor, but they're not like, you know, the brightness of a, a citrus or the floral sort of slightly floralness from a um, raspberry. To right. me, raspberries are kind of floral. Right. Um, I don't know. To me, they are like a potato. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Or maybe even beans to where they kind of... Um, wow, interesting. I, see, I don't see it that way at all. Take up the flavors of what you put with I'll it. I'll sit there and eat an, a whole avocado just... I mean, it, I like them too, but I won't eat it maybe without... Maybe a little tahini on well, it. Yeah, I mean, I add the tahini. But to me, they're just very plain on their own. But I did eat that on its own. I did try it on its own because I wanted to know, you know. But after I got the nuttiness, then it was just regular old avocado. Well, you know, interestingly enough, because you said in our, our shake that we have, or our smoothie here that we have at the beginning of the show, that you had honeydew melon in yep, there, yep. which is a greenish, light green interior yep. melon. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a picture, and I'll put this up online eventually uh of an orange flesh honeydew now i right. didn't buy this i took a picture of it because it was so unique and mm -hmm. i sent a picture to my mom who's also a gardener an orange flesh honeydew never heard of that mm -mm. never heard of that there were so many things there you guys that we were uh by the way i sent one of those avocados with you yes i know okay i haven't i haven't i wanted okay. to see what you thought of it first yep <laughs> so now i, I gotta go Okay, so I'm going to stop the show now. I'm going to go home and, get, and come no. back. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll sing um, there, on hold. There music. was also another fruit called a sapote blanco. Yep, and uh, said uh, sapote is an exotic fruit that tastes like vanilla, apple, and pear all in one. Said so just wait for them to soften, ripe, cut, then enjoy. And we had that. In fact, we, we had that when we came home that afternoon because. Yep. Uh, after buying a couple, the guy actually said, here, take a couple of these. They're really super ripe. And they were. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had some of that. And it was the weirdest thing. You know, there are some times that you can say, well, it kind of reminds me of this. I don't know that I'd agree. Well, I do remember thinking it slightly tasted of pear. But the texture was like a soft pear. Very soft. Yeah. It, 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 pears can be a little bit mealy. Right. This wasn't mealy. It was very no. soft, right. but but not but not mushy and like uh, gooey like an apricot either. Maybe if a pear and an apricot were blended, the te texturally I'm speaking. By the way, it was white on the inside. Yeah. Outside looked sort of like a green tomato. Yeah, it did. Sort of. Yeah, like like a green tomato or a or an unripe orange. Some of you may be like yawning and saying, "Yeah, I already know." <laughs> this was new to both of us. Never, right. never this had it. This is an never exotic fruit it. to us. We've and you know we've, yeah. we 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 like to think that we've seen everything in our lives, but apparently Obviously not. We haven't. So that was that was some of the great things. And we also stopped by one booth of this uh, these two young ladies that were making chocolate. <laughs> that, yes. That uh, was very expensive, and I can't believe I paid what it I paid for expensive. the. Ch I still haven't tasted mine. It was. Uh, it's oh, so okay. expensive. He's I can't even for eat the right it. Moment. I can't Maybe even for eat New it. Year's Eve. It's, when it serious. turns midnight. I'm serious. 
it was like 14 15 bucks yeah, i paid for like yeah six a ounces little, or so, little, i don't know what it was well yeah. i know what it was slightly bigger than a credit card and <laughs> um but you know support your local and not so local and, business. and that and that was part of it as well it, the part part of it was you know uh they, i mean everyone there was friendly but it's mm-hmm. part of you know what I'm there. I'm gonna spend a little money and help everyone out, and hopefully karma will look favorably yes. upon me, and it'll come back in some way. It was a a, a higher end looking um, clientele, I would say. I mean, you can just tell Hollywood. I, I suppose Hollywood, so, except for the homeless just, people. There, there were there were homeless people intermingling mm-hmm, with that whole thing mm-hmm. too, as well. So I don't. Yeah. And there, there weren't. We didn't have that in uh, Irvine. That's no, for sure. <laughs> no, but you, you can, you can just tell. But uh, bottom line, and I, you know what? I don't have a bottom line yet. I'm not certain, but it seems as though if you go to a place where, I mean, I, I have no idea about the the uh, population in Orange County compared to Riverside. So I don't know that it's so many. It's, so much that the more people you have, the more demand there would be, or if it has more to do with the money and what people are willing to spend and go and. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I just know that when we went to places that were more affluent, then it seems that there was more to choose from. Yeah, I think so. I think it. I think the market bears what, you know, it. They only. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that have tried stuff in the smaller venues, and it's like this isn't working. I'm not coming back yeah. here. I didn't make my money. Yep. So. And, but I would say that even Riverside, everywhere was about the same price wise. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, didn't yeah. matter where we went. You didn't yeah. pay more in L.A. You just had more to choose from. Right. Agreed. And I will Agreed. go to another. I will absolutely go to another. We still got to go to San Diego. I got to take you to Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> There's so many more. Anyway, enough of that. All right. So next. <clears throat> A little poetry. I want to bring a little poetry to the show. Some class and culture. Some class and culture. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to read this. I'm not going to have any background music or anything. I'm going to try to read this in a somewhat dramatic way. This so is I probably a, should stop chewing the popcorn. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. And I don't, I don't, okay. I don't want it to be overly dramatic, but I'm going to read this. And this is, I I was kind of hesitant to tell you what it was about, but I thought, you know, if I tell you what it's about, then you'll understand it a little more. Because this is something, this is about something that we've both grown up with our whole lives, both been involved with on a couple of levels. Okay. It's about radio. Okay. It's about radio. Okay. And it goes something. My way else. What? <laughs> Mama. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> And it goes something like this. begin the day with a friendly voice a companion unobtrusive plays the song that's so elusive and the magic music makes your morning mood off on your way hit the open road there is magic at your fingers for the spirit ever lingers undemanding contact in your happy solitude invisible airwaves crackle with life Bright antenna bristle with the energy. Emotional feedback on a timeless wavelength, bearing a gift beyond price, almost free. All this machinery making modern music can still be open-hearted, not so coldly charted. It's really just a question of your honesty. One likes to believe in the freedom of music, 
but glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusion of integrity. <laughs> <Janet's> <laughs> I've laughing. known for- She knows it. <laughs> yep. Let me finish. Okay. For the words of the prophets are written on the studio wall. Concert hall echoes with the sounds of salesmen. I wonder if they intentionally tried to kind of borrow a little bit from another. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, do you know what song this is? I don't know what it's called because I'm not a big This Group fan. <laughs> um, but as soon as you said... Uh, anyway, there was a point in the beginning where I was like, oh, is it just a coincidence that this sounds like... Yeah. <laughs> some great music on this so they have a brand new video out to this song by the way this is one of Jana's favorite singers (laughs) I'll turn it down here in the background while we talk about it okay you hate Getty Lee well, I don't hate Getty. I mean, he's probably just a you don't like really his voice. nice guy. No, I don't you get. Just I don't really get the don't voice. Like <laughs> the instrumental in the back is is uh, it's, it's solid. It's on point. I just but love voice, this song because of what it says about radio. I, and I had no idea that this was undemanding yeah. contact and you're happy. And I think of how much that you listen to the radio growing up, and we both yep. listen now. Yep. And it's just like this. Just and, and here we go. This is the Invisible Airways Crackle with Life. Bright antenna bristle with the energy. This is just great poetry. <laughs> By the way, yeah, Neil Pertz when he wrote this. Or, or, uh, Alex Lifeson is the lyricist. And of course, everybody says that Neil Peart is the best, if, 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 if one of, if not the best drummer. Of all time, right. I love this part. I just love that. Glittering prizes and endless compromises. Because Rush, one of the things after their first album was very popular, is that they were told, oh no, yo, you gotta do you gotta do this, you have to do that. They were all ready to give it up and go back to their regular plain old nine to five working class jobs. They're like, no, no, we're not gonna compromise. We either do it our way or we don't do it at all. And they stuck with their way and they became uh Pretty successful for a progressive rock band out of Canada. There are a couple of portions of the lyrics that sounds like they borrowed ever so slightly from the Sounds of Silence from um, Simon and Garfunkel. Interesting. And I can't, and now I don't, I'm looking, I pulled up the lyrics for Sound of Silence because I'm trying to. Right. I'll have to have you go back to the, Is the it lyrics. the echoes with the sounds of salesmen? That, but the there end. was something, be- <laughs> when, before you did that part, there was something else that you said, and I was like, wait. Well, the word, well, it's it's the words of the, on, it's the go. words of the prophets. Are, there you go. And I thought you were going to say are written on the subway halls and right. tenement, subway wall, walls. The tenement walls. Right, tenement walls, right. And I'm sure that's a reference to that. 
It seems like it. Yeah, because this, this, this song came out in... Uh, let me think. Uh, it was off their uh, Permanent Waves album, and that was in January 1980. So, uh, you know, that, that was obviously way after uh, Simon Garfunkel. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence was probably the late 60s. Let's yeah. Let's see here. Here we go, the end. Sixty-four. Garf and Simon Funkel. Here we go. Now see, this cracks me up. And one more. And that cracks me up. It echoes with the sounds of salesmen because without the salesmen, these radio right. stations are nothing. That's right. You know, and it's just so funny to add that and have that at the end like that. So uh, anyway, so those of you who are fans of Rush and or this song, go to YouTube, look up the video, Rush, the Spirit of Radio is the name of the song. It is an awesome brand new video that they did. It's animated. It, it features all three of them as animated forms and it's a tribute to uh, Neil Peart who they you know lost recently and uh, anyways it's just great it's great and I wanted to present that as uh, poetry before uh, to see if you would pick up on it because I didn't I know you're not a big Rush fan necessarily right but uh, anyway some of their other probably most of their other songs I didn't know that I would be able to but yes there were things that you said in the beginning that I was like it sounds awfully familiar. I know where you're going. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, that is our Halloween. Well, not Halloween. What am I thinking? I've, you know, I'm so excited Soon about enough. the sex talk on this segment <laughs> that I can't even. It's Christmas. It's New Year's. <laughs> Give me my $15 whatever. chocolate. My birthday. <laughs> Everything you need to know about ghost sex. Oh, my gosh. Mark. What? <laughs> If you're tired of putting up with all the hassle endemic to having sex with a corporate, corporeal, corporeal? How do you say that? With a corpse? No. <laughs> corporeal, corporeal, corp anyway. Corporal? With someone, thank you. Yeah. Being, or if you've ever dreamed of consummating a relationship without actually having to touch another human. What? <laughs> I can't say I've dreamt of that. <laughs> There's another option that might satisfy you. Banging ghosts. <laughs> hey, if it worked for Demi Moore on um, Candidly Nicole, Nicole Richie met Patty Negri, a witch who says she is the foremost expert on ghost sex. Negri has made a career out of being a celebrity medium and a prominent thinker in the field of spectrophilia, a fetish or condition <laughs> where people display a strong sexual attraction to ghosts and spirits. Of course, this isn't the first time ghost sex has made its way to TV. Here is a primer on spooky, sexy time. So, origins. For as long as humans have been conscious of a spiritual realm, humans have dreamt, fantasized, and some claim experienced doing it with ghosts. Medieval legends told the tale of succubus and incubus demons who would invade human bodies right. and have sex with them. It's a long-standing cross-cultural phenomenon and one that probably isn't going away anytime soon. So how does it work? Most people experience ghost sex as a dream or as they're falling into or out of sleep. 
Scientists estimate it's because our brains are especially susceptible to hallucinations at those times. In Paranormal Activity 2, which I've not seen one or two, Natasha Blasik, or Blasik described her experience with ghost sex thusly. Mind you, it looks, sounds like this is from the movie, not her own personal experience. Suddenly, I could feel that somebody was touching me and the hands were pushing me against my will. I could feel the weight of the body on top of my body. And it was pushed in different, my body was pushed in different directions. At first, I was very confused with all that. And then I just decided to relax. And it was really, really pleasurable. <laughs> On the radio show. And this is ghost sex, is yes. what she's saying. Yes. On the radio show Paranormal Review, Negri notes that the ghost sex is more than just sudden orgasmic sensation. The ghost sex. <laughs> it's not just like you're feeling orgasmic, she says. You're feeling specifically where they are touching. They're touching my left breast. They're touching down there. They're touching something. You actually feel penetration often. <laughs> There's a difference between ghost sex and ghost rape. Some people are super into ghost sex as a fetish, as evidenced on the online communities you can find dedicated oh to gosh. ghost erotica. We got to find that. All right, you weirdos. <laughs> but there's also the phenomena of ghost rape when people feel they've been assaulted by spirits against their will. There's a movie about that, I think, The Entity. Hmm. Folklorist David J. Hufford believes that up to 15% of people experience being assaulted in their sleep by an unknown entity at some point in their lives. Even with ghosts, there's the issue of consent. While some people actively try to summon demons to do it with, others, do it with others say ghosts have groped them without the okay. So what about ghost sex in pop culture? Candidly, Nicole isn't pop culture's first foray into the topic of ghost sex. Anna Nicole Smith famously had this to say about ghost sex in an interview with FHM in 2004. Oh my God, the ghost <laughs> demon did me. A ghost would crawl up my leg, or should I be saying, a ghost would crawl up my leg <laughs> and have sex with me. Do I sound more like da uh, Jerry know. Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> a ghost would crawl up my leg and crawl up your leg. Well, she was tall, so there'd be maybe you would have to crawl if it was a short ghost. <laughs> well, she's know. laying down. It's not much of a, you know, you know uh, I, don't I don't think people know. standing up having sex. But I mean, have you ever Stay had with somebody us next crawl time up your talk leg? About standing up having sex, or whether or not anybody's ever <laughs> crawled up your leg. I think it would be more like a slither, or just a sort of a roll over, and there you are. <laughs> no, a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. I used to think it was my boyfriend, and then one day I woke up and found out it wasn't. Uh, and Kesha made headlines in 2012 for claiming she too had boned a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is in something called The Cut. They're very, they just cut right to the point, don't they? I guess so. <laughs> it's about experiences with the supernatural, but in a sexy way. She told Ryan Seacrest on his radio show, I had a couple of experiences with the supernatural. I don't know his name. He was a ghost and I'm very open to it. In 2012, the cha Travel Channel aired a documentary called Ghostly Lovers that featured interviews with dedicated spectrophiles. And of course, there's Ghost. So what do you think? You mean Ghost, the movie Ghost? The movie Ghost, right. yes. Right. And they... Uh, to me, more in Patrick Swayze. They didn't... They didn't, they hey, didn't do you have think sex, right? They just kissed. No, but it was very sensual, the whole thing with the... Uh... But that was while he was still alive. The oh, clay? 
Was that why he was still alive? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that know. was in the beginning of the movie where, yeah, the whole clay. Oh. Oh, my uh, Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't but, know. But, it's it's that's more of a chick flick. I mean, I saw it once, but I know girls love that now movie. Now I'm gonna have to watch it again because they're saying the movie Ghost, and I don't think there's any point in it that they they kiss before he finally like goes towards the light, and I think that's it. Well, I got to warn you if you're gonna watch it again. What? Whoopi Goldberg's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She was great in that. Um, all right, so there is more on this, and probably will continue this subject. Uh, on a future episode because I'd like to talk to you about a woman who confesses that uh, she's in love with a ghost and wants to have its baby. But so we're saving that for another episode? We are saving oh, that okay. for another episode because we got to <laughs> d- devote our attention to that one. So <laughs> there's more about uh, everything you need to know about ghost sex. Oh, yes. All right. So what do you guys think? Do you have farmer's markets in your area? What are they like? Are they and called you, something different if you're right. not from around here? Right. And are they temporary things or, or permanent outdoor stores? Yeah, you can let us know. Go ahead and you can chime in on Instagram, Facebook. We're pretty active on Facebook and Twitter at Snack A Little. Wait, that was my line. Okay. You can chime in on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. We're pretty active on there. Or Twitter. At Snack A Little. Or you can also give us a call on our dedicated listener line and the number is 909-572-0278. Have you had ghost sex? <laughs> Have you had sex while listening to The Spirit of Radio by Rush? Have you had sex while watching the movie Ghost? <laughs>